0: I trust that you're having a blessed week and uh, we want to continue our study looking at the perplexities of prayer and uh, James chapter number four, if you would look me into James chapter number four and I hope you got a handout. Um, if not, we have some up here if you need one. Look at the perplexities of prayer, but look at me in James chapter number four and verse number three. Um, The Bible says, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it upon your pleasures or your own desires. We've looked at the purpose of prayer and uh, but tonight I want to look at the perplexity of prayer. 1 John 3 says that and whatever we ask we receive from Him because we keep His commandments and those things that are pleasing in His sight and yet we are given the promise that whatever we ask um, we are granted however I would say that of any aspect of the Christian life, prayer can be the most perplexing. Have you ever felt as if prayer was irrelevant? Has your heart ever convinced you that God does not hear you when you pray? If you haven't, you are an exception to the standard in Christianity most people at some point or another feel like as if their prayers just aren't heard. And prayer can be very perplexing in that way. There are sometimes you pray and you feel like God hears your every word, and yet there are other times you pray and you wonder, does God hear me at all? There are some people who pray and it, from the outside looking at their life as you examine their life, um, it seems like they have great power in prayer. Just They are a prayer warrior that knows how to get a hold of heaven. And yet there's others who love God just as much who maybe we don't view in that same light. And so prayer can be very perplexing. Furthermore, you might say if God is omniscient, then does prayer really matter? If God already knows, um, then why do we even pray? Matthew 6, eight says, therefore do not be like them for your father knows uh, the things that you have need of before you even ask him. And so there is nothing that you or I can go to God in prayer about that God does not already know. Have you ever thought, why do I even pray? God already knows my need anyhow. And um, so prayer can be, there are some things about prayer that can be perplexing. Why pray if God already knows? And if God knows and we ask, how come some have their prayers answered and others do not? Uh, these are probably questions that you've asked or know someone who has. I can't tell you how many times I've uh, counseled with individuals who have gotten saved and they've uh, Went through some hardships in life and they've told me uh, Randy. I I don't know that um, I'm not praying like I should what's the point? I've been asked that question many times through the years. What's the point of prayer? It doesn't seem like God hears my prayers anyways prayer for All of its power and potential, as I said, can be the most perplexing aspect of the Christian walk. The truth is that not all prayers will be answered according to our desires. Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, let this cup pass from me. Yet he still had to bear the weight of sin and go through Calvary. In Luke twenty-two forty-two, 42, he prayed, Father, if it's your will, take this cup from me. But then he said, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Moses prayed and asked to see the promised land, yet he died in the wilderness before he was able to enter. In Deuteronomy 3, 23 through 26, he said then, I pleaded with the Lord at that time saying, O Lord God, You have begun to show your servant, your greatness and your mighty hand for what God is there in heaven or on earth that can do anything like your works and your mighty deeds. I pray, let me cross over and see the good land beyond the Jordan, those pleasant mountains in Lebanon. But the Lord was angry with me on your account and would not listen to me. So the Lord said to me, "Um, don't talk to me on this matter anymore. This is the end of it, Moses. Paul prayed in 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 9. He said, "Unless I should be exalted above measures by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measures. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said, My grace is sufficient for thee. You say, pastor, being a great prayer warrior, does that mean that I get everything I ask for in prayer? Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. If Jesus said, let this cup pass for me, and yet God said, that's not my will. If Paul uh, urgently and uh, emphatically prayed three times to the Lord to have the thorn removed, and God said, no more, Paul, my grace is sufficient, Um, then the truth of the matter is, we're not going to get every desire that we have in prayer. And so prayer can be very perplexing. How is it that sometimes we pray for God to heal someone and we have uh, many prayer requests we're going to uh, pray over here in just a little bit. And sometimes we pray and God heals the cancer, it goes into remission, and yet other times, God sees fit to call someone home. Prayer can be perplexing, can it not? Um we find that there are other examples in scriptures. David pleaded to God um, for the life of his son. In 2 Samuel 12, 16 through 18, um, he pleaded, he fasted, he prayed, he lay on, uh, lay, spent all night laying on the ground praying, and uh, they were all about him, he wouldn't eat, wouldn't drink. And then finally uh, the Lord took his son's life. Um, James and John asked for a place of privilege in heaven. Uh, They asked and yet God said, Jesus said, you don't even know what you're asking about. James, John, you don't even know what you're praying, you don't even know what you're asking of me. And so God shut them down. And so prayer can be perplexing. And uh, one of our primary reasons for uncertainty uh, in our prayers is simply we lack the understanding of what uh, prayer really is supposed to be. Uh, 1 John 5.14 says, now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything, watch this, according to to his will he hears us the problem is is that often when we pray we're not praying for Christ for God's will we're praying for our will to be done are we not I'm guilty of that uh, how often do, have I prayed and said Lord I want you to do this and this and this and I never follow up like Jesus does where I say but nevertheless not my will but your will be done. I want to look at three things that hinder our prayers. And so, if you're following along uh, with your, uh, the sheet we handed out, what hinders our prayers? I believe there are three avenues, three things specifically, that uh, cause us to not have uh, effectiveness in our prayer life. These are the reasons that cause us to be perplexed and cause us to wonder does prayer work when prayer does work. I believe with all my heart that prayer works. Uh, Matter of fact, it works far greater than we really even understand. There is power in prayer, but there are some things that hinder our prayers from being answered. The first is that uh, we are asking contrary to the will of God. We're asking contrary to the will of God. Jesus said uh, that He asked for the Father's will to be done. And John, First John 5:14, again it says, "If we ask according to His will." And often we are asking contrary to the will of God, because we are asking for our own pleasure. This is not always a negative thing. It's not always wrong to ask God for things for our own pleasure. Uh, You say, really? Look at David. David was asking for his son's life to be spared because he loved his son. And I can promise you if it's my child laying there with their life on the line, I'm gonna be praying, pouring my heart out to God because my heart's breaking. And so just because we are asking for ourselves or because of our own desires, that is not necessarily a wrong thing, um, but however, I will say this, just because our prayer might be legitimate and a good, honest thing to ask for, doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to get our desire. And so we must understand that we, when we pray, um, that our prayers can be contrary to the will of God, even if we feel like they're a good prayer request even if we feel like they're legitimate. David had every right to ask God to spare his son's life, and yet that was not what God desired uh, for him. And so we find that uh, God's desire and God's work in our life um, can be contrary to our own pleasures. James 4.3 says, you ask and not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your own pleasures or desires. And so the Bible clearly tells us in James 4.3 that one of the problems in our prayer life, one of the things that hinder is that we're asking amiss because we want it for ourselves. And I believe that when we pray or we say, Lord, we want this for your kingdom, for your honor, your glory or are we asking it for our own self? And so uh, that can be hindrance to our prayer. The second thing that can hinder our prayers and cause us to pray contrary to the will of God is that we are asking in ignorance, just asking in ignorance. We often pray for a desired outcome in a situation. And yet how often have we looked back and thought, you know what, if I would have got what I thought I wanted, I wouldn't have got what I really needed. Sometimes as humans we're just ignorant. We just don't understand uh, how it is that we're supposed to even pray. First John 3 22 says, and whatever we ask we uh, receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things which are pleasing in his sight. And so um, we ask sometimes in ignorance because we don't really even know what we're supposed to ask. We really don't. Um, We try to do what's pleasing to his sight, uh, but sometimes we don't know. My wife's not in here now, she stepped out, so I guess I can share this. (laughs) There was a few uh, young ladies that that I was interested in before my wife. Now y'all don't tell her I said that. (laughs) She don't listen to the radio, I'm okay. And there was a couple of them that I prayed, Lord, let this be the one. And God didn't answer my prayer. You know what, looking back now, I'm glad he didn't. I thought I knew what I wanted, but I was ignorant. I I didn't know. Uh, I didn't understand the whole picture that God had. And so uh, sometimes we are asking contrary to the will of God just because we can't see the whole picture. And if we did, our prayer requests might change. And so there are God doesn't answer our prayers just because we're asking out of ignorance. All right. The second thing, it's only that we're asking contrary to the will of God, but sometimes our prayers are hindered because there is sin in our lives. Sin can hinder our prayers. Unrepentant sin can cause it. Um... This is a sin that we know we have committed. Yet we have attempted to hide from God rather than confess. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 7 says, "Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife, as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, watch this, that your prayers may not be hindered." The Bible says to husbands, listen, if you're not even living together with your wife, if you're not dwelling with understanding and giving honor to them, your prayers are gonna be hindered. Now mean, we don't wanna admit that, but I wonder how many times our prayers have been hindered just because we weren't treating our wives right and vice versa. Prayer, the Bible says that if we're not living right, we're not doing right, we're not behaving right, it can cause our prayers to be hindered. Bible says if you have aught with your brother, go to them, make it right, and then come back to me. Sometimes we have to go and uh, make things right, make relationships right, so that we have right relationship with God. And, um, So we have unrepented sin can cause a hindrance in our prayer. Uh, In Psalms, he said, I acknowledge my sin and I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin, Selah. So we should learn to confess our sins As long as we're trying to cover up our sin. Now you're saying, pastor, if there's any sin in my life, that means God's not gonna hear my prayers. No, I'm glad that God answers my prayers in spite of me. But when we are are openly, consciously sinning and we don't care, and we're trying to hide our sin, we're trying to justify our sins, God's not interested in that. And so we must not uh, allow unrepented sin to rule our heart then there are also, there's uh, just sometimes there's some unknown variables and unknown sins in our life that uh, can cause um, our prayers to be hindered. Um, sometimes we might be praying for somebody else and they might have sin in their life. And we're praying, God, would you work this in their life? And God might be saying, no, I'm trying to get their attention. <laughs> and so sometimes we might be uh, Uh, praying for somebody. I know as a young man, there was a time when I didn't live right and my parents were praying for me and God wasn't answering their prayers. Why? Because God was trying to get my attention. And so um, sometimes there are unknown sins and variables that can uh, cause our prayers to be hindered. And then thirdly, and I will try to keep moving so we have uh, some time to pray, but there are well, look at Romans chapter 8, verse 26. It says, likewise, the spirit also helps in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself make intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. And so uh, sometimes our prayers can be hindered honestly, just because of unknown variables in our life. And uh, we just don't know. I mentioned earlier that we are just ignorant. It kind of falls in this category. Um, Have you ever just been ignorant about stuff and maybe you just didn't even know how to pray? I'll be honest with you. There've been times where I've faced needs that I didn't even know what to ask God what to do. Now there are sometimes it's clear-cut, I know I'm praying for this. I'm praying for healing. I'm praying for God to move. I'm praying for God to supply this need. But there are some times I don't even know how to pray. Lord, I'm just confused. God, I need you to work somehow, some way. I don't even know what the answer is supposed to be. I don't even know what the answer is supposed to look like when it happens. All I know is there's a situation that I need you to intervene in. And so there are unknown variables that may uh, hinder our prayer life if we're praying contrary to the will of God. And so going back to what Jesus said and what uh, First John said, when we pray, we must be careful that we are praying according to the will of God. Lord, I want this to happen, but when's the last time you prayed like Jesus did, where you said, Lord, if it be possible, do this, but I want your will to be done instead. That's just not the way we pray most of the time though. Why? Because that's not what we want. let's be honest with ourselves. Most of the time, we don't want God's will to be done if we're honest. Most of the time, we're more concerned with our will being done. Lord, this is what needs to happen, Lord, and if you're gonna answer my prayer, this is what you're gonna do. That sounds foolish saying it out loud, don't it? But that's kind of the mentality we get. And so uh, we find that when we have these attitudes and we come to God demanding our will be done, and then all of a sudden God doesn't answer the, our prayer in the way that we want it to be, we can get perplexed and go and listen, uh, why didn't God answer my prayer? God, prayer must not work. Prayer must not be uh, uh, real. We must be praying to a brick wall. And the world doesn't understand this either. And that's why the world is perplexed. And the world goes, listen, I've had people say, don't bother, don't waste your time praying for me. Uh, I don't need it. God's not real. Prayer doesn't work. I've had people say that. Why do they say that? Because uh, maybe a lot of the time they've tried to pray but they prayed for their will and when God didn't give them what they want, they got bitter. So we like to treat prayer like rubbing a genie in a bottle where we get three wishes. And that's just not the way God works. Prayer doesn't work like that. Prayer is that we expect for God's will to be done and we trust him for that. And then thirdly, one of the third things that can cause our prayers to be hindered it's simply this, it is a lack of faith. A lack of faith. We can't have answered prayer when we ask and sin. Did you know that you can sin in your prayer? Now that sounds like a crazy foreign idea, don't it? Watch Romans fourteen twenty three. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat from faith. For or whatever is not of faith is sin. If it's not faith, the Bible says, if it's not done in faith, if it's not asked in faith, if it's not of faith, Bible says in Romans, it's sin. Now don't raise your hands, but when you look at it from that perspective, how many of y'all ever prayed in sin? You prayed, but you did not believe. I don't like to admit that, but I'm just gonna be open and honest and transparent with you. I, have, I am guilty of that. I have went to God before praying for a situation or somebody specifically that was just a thorn in my flesh like Paul was, and I prayed and asked God to change the situation, but I did not believe anything was gonna change. God, I'm asking you to change this, but I know you there's no change in this individual they're not going to change you ever prayed like that and we can't pray in sin and expect God to answer our prayers pray and believing Mark 9 23 Jesus said to him if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes All things are possible when we believe in God's able to do abundantly, exceedingly above all that we ask. But we have to pray in faith. We have to pray in faith. and uh, If I'm not careful, I'm going to get way off track here because I've I've got a lot of things on my mind I'd love to share right now about prayer. But uh, prayer, we have to have faith in prayer. A lot of times why we struggle with faith in prayer is one because of the perplexity of prayer. We've been asking things according to our will and then when God didn't grant us our will, he had his will done. And now all of a sudden we, we doubt we don't believe in prayer and so we just don't have faith anymore. That's why it's important that we pray according to God's will. That's also why it's important that we teach our children and grandchildren, those who are coming up in the church, new converts, new believers, we teach them how to pray because if they're praying wrong and they don't have power in their prayer life, they're gonna get discouraged and there's a never ending cycle that continues and the Bible says my house is to be called a house of prayer and yet for the average Christian, they don't believe in prayer. Do you believe in prayer tonight? I hope so. Boy, I hope so. We better believe in prayer. But a lack of faith can cause us, uh, our prayers, to be hindered. Matthew chapter 1, verse number 22 says, And whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Yet it's tough to pray in faith unless we are praying according to God's will. How do we have faith in prayer? We can have faith when we're praying according to God's will and we're praying for the glory of God. Not just that our desires will bring him glory, but rather that we will desire what he desires. See, and that's one of the things is a lot of times we say, listen, I want God to get glory in my life But I want God to be glorified through what I want. Ain't that what we do? We say, Lord, listen, we've already made the plans. This is what we're going to do. God, would you bless this? Ain't that what we do? Churches are guilty too. We'll make plans, we'll make, and sometimes if we're not careful, we'll do something because it's what we've done in the past or because we saw some other church do it or we'll we'll come up with some big scheme and we'll say, Lord, this is what we're doing. Lord, we really, we want you to bless what we're doing. When in reality, we want to be saying, Lord, what is your will? And then we're going to do what you're blessing. God's gonna bless what his will is, but when we're doing our own thing, we can't expect God's blessings upon it. And so um, we must go according to God's will. Just as we are not offended, um, or we're not, we're not supposed to be offended as believers um, unless we are offended for uh, Christ's sake, great He said, they which love thy law, the Bible says, and nothing shall offend them. If you're easily offended, um, you need to be introduced to the peace of God. Because the Bible says, if you love the law of God, the word of God, if you love this, he says, nothing's going to offend them. If you're offended, there's only one reason I think we should ever be offended. And that's for God's sake for God's sake. Um, Somebody uses the Lord's name in vain. It, it, It troubles my heart. That bothers me, not because it hurts me, but because it hurts him. It's okay to be troubled and offended for his sake, but not for mine. And so, but just as that, our prayers also must be for God's will to be done. Um, Lord, not not me, I don't really matter. God, I'm not that important, but Lord, I do want you to have your will. I want you to have your way down in my life. And when we can do that, when we can come to God with a clear heart, with uh, no unconfessed in, in our life, with praying according to his will, and praying in faith saying, God, I'm just going to trust you to do what only you can do. What'll happen in our lives is that our prayer life will go from batting zero to batting a 1,000, from a zero to a hero in our prayer life because we're asking according to God's will. And so if you're here, you're saying, you might say, pastor, maybe you're on uh, Facebook or YouTube, whatever watching tonight and you say, uh, I, I've been discouraged in prayer. I've been discouraged wondering if prayer really works. And I hope that none of you here feel that way. But I, I assure you, this is something that I have conversations with people really on a weekly basis, half for years. People doubt prayer. And almost always the reason is, we're praying for our will instead of God's. And so that can cause a lot of perplexity in our prayer. Well, um, I want to get on to some other things tonight about prayer. Um, Part of faith as we grow in our faith, as we have faith, our faith increases. And I think it's important that we ask in faith, right? Do y'all believe that? It's important that we pray by faith. Yet, as I mentioned the other week in Sunday, it's kind of hard to pray for um, truly and give us this day our daily bread when we really already know where our next meal's coming from. And so likewise, it's kind of hard to ask God uh, in faith, although we, we can access faith in our prayers, it, it's tougher to pray in faith when it's something that God has already given us the ability to do. Yeah, let's go back and look at Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego for just a moment. Here they are, they're about to be thrown into a fiery furnace. Remember, so hot that the men who threw them into the fire just got close enough to throw them in, they all died from the fire. And yet Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they prayed to God and they said, listen, if it be that we die, we die, but if our God wants to save us, then God can do it. We're, gonna, we're not going to bow, we're going to serve God. Y'all know the story, right? So what happens? They get thrown into the fire and Nebuchadnezzar comes over there and what does he say? He says, hey, he said, didn't we throw three people in? He said, but they are four now, loose Loose, walking about, and the fourth is like the Son of God. They took on the impossible, and what happened? God showed up, God showed out, and God revealed himself to them in a way that uh, was unheralded in the Old Testament. It was faith. And in faith, when, you, when they tackled the impossible, God revealed himself to them like almost no one in the Old Testament for 4,000 years ever witnessed. He was in the fire with them. We read of stories, and I'm getting sidetracked. Y'all just bear with me for a minute, all right? We read of stories, and I don't know if you ever have studied, but you ever read or heard the stories of revivals that took place in centuries gone by? The Welsh revival that swept across a nation and uh, the entire nation almost turning to God. Great works and miracles of God that transpired throughout history where God moved in miraculous ways. And people sit back and go, wow, there is no explanation for that other than God intervened in that situation, that people, that place. That was God. I love those stories. You know why we don't hear that as much now? probably because we're not asking God to do that big of things anymore. Peter walked on the water, but he said, Lord bid me. He asked God to do something impossible. And what did God do? God did the impossible. If we're gonna pray by faith, we're gonna have to learn to ask by faith and ask big things. You want to see God do something big in our church, in our community, in our homes, in our lives, in our families? You know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to start stepping out by faith and start asking God to do some big things. Don't we believe it? Don't we believe God can do it? I hope we do. And when we ask God to do what we can't do, we can see God show up and show out and do great things. Well, that's the perplexity of prayer tonight. I know I got a little sidetracked. I hope y'all don't mind for a minute there. And um, I encourage us in our prayer life, we know there's a reason for it. And we know that uh, God, I want you to know that God wants to answer our prayers. God desires to answer your prayers.